welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Kimmel. Uh, we hope everyone had a great Christmas. Oh, it yeah. was a cold one. It was well, a very man, how about cold this one, weather, yeah. man. Gosh, it is like unreal. I haven't seen a Christmas like this in eons. Yeah, uh, like the Friday and Saturday leading up to Christmas was we were looking at like single digit temperatures, and with the wind chill, it was like thirty below zero. So oh, like, I, I hope you kept warm. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you kept warm during this. um, How was your Christmas? Did you have a good one? Yeah, we had a great Christmas. It was uh, just pretty chill. We we had my uh, mom over. She was uh, staying with us uh, because of the the weather conditions Mm -hmm. and everything. We were worried that we might not be able to get to her if she needed anything, you know, because of the snow and, and all that. So... Uh, we invited her to come over and stay with us, and uh, and that was that was really good. We had a had a great time uh, with her, and uh, just just had kind of a chill day. You know, we got up Christmas morning and opened our presents together, and uh, made a bunch of food, and and just uh, snacked on stuff uh, throughout the day, and watched movies and mm. uh, and all that good stuff. So yeah, we we did. We had had a great time. So oh, that's good. Uh, but yeah. I'll definitely be looking forward to getting back to some uh, some more tolerable weather, which it looks like for sure the rest of this week uh, that's a possibility. It's looking like we're going to maybe get into actually get like around 60 degrees I think by oh, the wow. end of the week. So that'll be awesome. I'll yeah. be looking forward to that for sure. Uh, well, anyway, if you missed uh, last week's episode, we uh, talked about the Indiana Jones franchise, uh, so be sure to check that out uh, if you haven't seen it already. Uh, there was a lot of good stuff there, uh, and today we're going to be talking about the Knives Out uh, movies, uh, which uh, w- that's that's relevant because uh, a new movie just came out uh, on Friday, the 23rd, which is the second uh, in the Knives Out franchise. It's called Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. And uh, so we thought, you know, what better time to talk about those movies uh, than right now with, with that new movie being out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, just want to remind you again to be sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, you can catch us on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We are on Instagram now. Oh, uh, we are. I did not realize that. I thought that, uh, you know, I mentioned the whole Facebook thing uh, last time, and I always thought that uh, Facebook and Instagram were connected, that I didn't think you could They're... have an Instagram account without having a Facebook account, but apparently you can. Well, they, uh, they, are, uh, they are interlinked. They are like with the meta... Yeah, it's because uh, I guess it's the same. Uh, it's the same company or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. Like the Facebook didn't go through, so the Facebook account is still suspended. Uh, so, but we do have Instagram, and and I just I just stumbled upon that because uh, we got we got like an email notification or something uh, through the the podcast email. Uh, saying that we had gotten a new follower oh, wow. on on Instagram, and I'm like, I didn't think we had Instagram. <laughs> so there's no content on there right now. There's no photos or anything because I didn't know the account was up. I didn't know yeah. we we had it. So we've uh, so we've only got like four followers on there. Uh, one of which is our uh, our good friend Brandon Austin. Uh, he oh, started yeah. following us on there. Cool. So we're gonna have to put some stuff on there for you guys now that now that we have. <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and right here on YouTube. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Anchor, and RSS.com. So, again, plenty of different places where you can catch the podcast, whether you like to, whether you're a visual person and you like to, uh, to watch what's going on or you just want to listen to the podcast, you got plenty of, of, uh, options to choose from there yeah. so maybe uh, going down uh, um, having a trip with your family and everything just have a listen to us on there and yeah be a uh, great you know, time on uh, on your uh, commute to work uh, yeah. on your way home from work on your lunch break you know whatever uh just you know try to catch us where you can 
And uh, we do have those links uh, down below in the video's description for you, so be sure to uh, check those out. And the uh, most important thing, uh, you will hear these three words a lot. We're going to be cramming them down your throat, but be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Uh, that's going to help us out tremendously. Uh, it, it's great that you guys are watching the show, listening to the show, and and certainly all those views, you know, really come in handy. But but the big thing that we need is you know we need subscribers and we need you to hit that like button uh, because those are the things that YouTube really looks at to determine you know is, is this podcast something that that we think is 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 worth uh sponsoring you know something like that you know we we could get to a point where we could actually have advertisers uh that want to you know advertise on our show and and that just helps to keep the podcast going and to and to to make it a better looking podcast uh for you guys uh so so definitely uh keep those things in mind and certainly Keep watching, keep listening, but uh, but be sure to, to hit that like button and that subscribe button and tap that bell to make sure that you're receiving those notifications when a new episode drops or, you know, when anything, uh, you know, is being posted there. Uh, and, uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, you know, be sure to uh, leave your comments and questions for us. Uh, you, can, you can drop those in the comments on the YouTube video. Uh, or, uh, or, you know, comment on our social media pages. Uh, but we would love to hear from you. We would love to get your feedback and just to, to know what you think of the podcast or if you have comments or questions about whatever we're talking about uh, that week or if you have ideas about something that you would like to talk about, uh, like us to talk about on the podcast uh, you know, we can certainly take those things into consideration. You know, we're, we're always open to, to suggestions. So, uh, so be sure to do that. And it's just a way for, for you all to join in on the conversation as well. You know, we can do this all day, but we want to hear from you and we want to know what you think. And, and we want to just kind of have that, uh, that interaction going, uh, with all of our viewers and listeners. So, yeah. um, well, let's get into uh, let's get into Knives Out. So I had not actually seen uh, the first Knives Out movie until we uh, decided we were going to oh you know, really to, to talk about it. Yeah. So uh, so it's going to be interesting. I, you know, just to just to know uh, what uh, what you thought about about. Uh, both movies yeah. and uh, kind of get that perspective there. So what what was what was your impression of the of the first movie? Let's start well, with that. Well, um I had to rewatch it. Um I so this honestly I don't do much rewatching of movies because I end up replaying it in my head and I'm like I know what happens. But um I, I guess I have a pretty good memory when it comes to what happens in a movie. Uh but um but I decided I'd go ahead and rewatch it. I mean, it's a good enough movie to rewatch. Um, and when I went to see the movie the first time, I was already pretty excited. I'm, I'm familiar with Ron, uh, Ryan Johnson's work. Yeah. Um, uh, he he directed uh, such films as Brick. Um, I don't know if you've seen Brick. Brick is pretty good. It's got mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Okay. Um, and. And it's very fast-paced talking type of, you know, old-school type yeah. of modernized old-school kind of uh, mystery, yeah. right? You know how in those uh, old classic mystery movies that they would be uh, talking really, really rapid. And, yeah, just you know, very, you know, rapid-fire. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very rapid-fire uh, dialogue in that movie. Very well-written. And I'd say that was one of his first, I don't think it was his exact first, but it was one of his first ones. Like, it was the first ones that, one of his first ones they got really noticed by. Um, and then there was, um, then there's the movie also starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, uh, Looper. Oh, I did see Looper, yeah. Um, did you know that was Ryan Johnson as also, or? I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize that was, that was mm-hmm. him. But. And, uh, and he also... I mean, I love the movie. Everyone else hated it. It, it. Well, it was more like a split between it. I mean, honestly, the modern franchise of Star Wars, the the modern trilogy, whatever, 
they're not very good. But uh, the the second one, uh, the Last Jedi, was really good because it because I had issues with the first one. Uh, but we'll get into that another time. Uh, that's like a whole other other topic. But regardless, Ryan Johnson did a, fun, a phenomenal job on that. I thought. But uh, because of his, um, because of the backlash they got from that, uh, they, uh, you know, they went a different direction with the Star Wars franchise, and then he went off and did Knives Out, which honestly is, I think, probably his, the most creative of his films. And then it just got more creative when that sequel came out. Yeah. But uh, back to Knives Out, it was. Um, I really enjoyed. I, I enjoy Who Done It mysteries. They're really really good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Who Done It obviously is. Well, I don't know if you consider that a Who Done It, but it's still a mystery. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Because yeah. who? That's sure. a Who Done It. Probably. I mean, he's. I mean, he's, I mean, he's the the world's greatest detective. You know. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, the formula in this one is follows the Agatha Christie type of mysteries. Mm, yeah, and I've seen some of those too. Um, and obviously, uh, Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc is kind of like Her- Hercule uh, Poirot. I can't even say his name. Yeah. Her- Hercule. Her- Her- Hercule. <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah, it's it's French. It looks like. Uh, it looks like uh, it looks like. It looks like it looks Hercules. like Hercules. You know, without the S. Yeah, uh, on the end, but it's yeah. I don't Her- know Hercule exactly how Hercule. it's Hercule Poirot. I, I don't. Know. That was that was a lot better than I could have done. Um, which uh, also those are pretty. Uh, the ones with uh, Kenneth Branagh playing him is pretty good too. Yes. I thought those are very good movies. Um, but um, Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc, which is a lot easier to say. Um, <laughs> I I really enjoy that character. Like yeah. he he really stole the show uh in in the first movie. Like I, I felt like I mean the cast was great. You know, the yeah. cast was incredible. But uh but I think he really had a lot of fun with that role. You could tell that he was enjoying it and it, oh, yeah. it was surprising. Yeah. Like when he opened his mouth and you know, and we started talking in this uh, southern southern drawl. I was like, I didn't expect that uh, to come from him. Of course, you know, we're we're used to seeing him as James Bond. You know, because he is the current uh, James Bond. He's been playing that role for like the last four. Well, um, uh, he's not James Bond anymore. They're they're looking for a new one now, but because yeah. um, he's up there in age now, he's yeah. if he did another one, he'd be like Roger Moore. Yeah. Yeah, Roger Moore kind of took took that probably a little bit farther than than he should have. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but no, he was he he. I I love this character. Uh, he is the the only character uh, that links the two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's completely different cast in in both films. So he's the only constant. The the interesting thing about I, the interesting thing about the Knives Out the first one uh, that that I really, really liked was the fact that it really does uh, kind of do something new with the whodunit thing as well, yeah. which is the main detective isn't really the main character of the first movie. I mean, I think he is more so in the second one, Yeah, but uh, he's uh, he's not in the first one. He he's a secondary character in that first one. He sort of he sort of slides in mm-hmm. under the radar a little bit, and then by the end of the movie, it's sort of it's kind of become his show. By yeah, then. and it's um it's an interesting concept. I really like that idea, especially with the fact that one it's a very humorous character, and there is maybe a little bit of a, a spark of like intelligence in there, but maybe it's intelligence disguised as being dumb. I don't know. Uh, you, you don't really know that until the end, really, because when he starts spitballing. And honestly, it was probably a good idea that I watched it a second time because when I watched it the first time, I did not comprehend, like, because uh, it was, it was kind of like, uh, what, 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 how did they solve, how did he figure out that she was a good nurse? And, you know, yeah. And, and that's a bit of a spoilery. I, I haven't spoiled it, right? Still. Well, it, well, that's okay because okay. because I, I said from the beginning when we started doing this podcast that 
you know, if you if you haven't seen the movies or or shows or whatever it is that we're talking about, then uh, then then definitely don't watch because we're, you know we're not going to worry about giving out spoilers or whatever. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to just kind of free free I mean, flow talk about these things. Uh, yeah, you know, plot details and all that stuff. I'll I'll even forget that's a spoiler at some point, and then afterwards I'll be like. Yeah, it's like oh, oh did I just yeah, did I just give that away. So so we don't want any hate mail if it ends up no. being spoiled. <laughs> um, but um, it was I, I had to give it a second watch because I I couldn't comprehend how he solved that case. And then and then when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, that was really really smart. There yeah. were there were a lot of twists, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is what I liked. It. it threw you off guard at, at different uh, points uh, in the movie where you didn't, you, you thought you knew where it was going, mm-hmm. but then they threw a curveball in there. And so I really like that. You know, that's, I like that about a mystery movie. Interesting thing about the posters. I, I was looking at the IMDb trivia page and then I went back and I actually looked, looked at the posters to see if it was true. It's true. Um, the first, the second build person in the poster is the murderer. Right. And then the and part, you know, when it reaches the end, if you look at the posters with the credits, Mm -hmm. um, the and part is the person that's actually the victim. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. Um, kind of like a dead giveaway. Yeah. They're probably going to change that for the third one when they make that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there, there are like, uh, so many people uh, in this movie. You had you had uh, Chris Evans. Oh yes, as yeah. as uh, Ransom Drysdale, who you know again a spoiler alert here, but he turns out to be uh, the murderer. Uh, you have uh, Ana de Armas as the uh, nurse uh, Marta Cabrera. Mm-hmm. She I saw her in um, what is the name of that movie. Um, she was in a movie with Ben Affleck. Oh, um, I saw um, it not too long ago, and I can't remember now for the life of me. I got to look that up because I don't remember what the name of the movie was. I don't remember either. Uh, uh, but she was, she was really also good in that too. She was also in another movie uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Hmm. Um, also featured Dave Bautista actually, uh, and Jared Leto. Um, Deep Water. That's the name of the oh, one she deep was water. in with, with uh, Ben with Affleck, 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 which which also uh, came out this year. It's mm. it's a it's a newer movie, so okay. But yeah, yeah. But she was I, I, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember her from from that movie. But um, yeah, she was good. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, okay. Yeah, see, I saw Blade Runner, but I didn't see. Oh, you didn't I see didn't the see sequel. The sequel. Yeah. Uh, the sequel is very good. Um, honestly. It's it's um it's pretty much like even with with the first one, which is not a bad thing. I don't yeah. think. But, um, if you're gonna do that, at least if you're gonna do a sequel, you at least want it to be on par with the original. You know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be better, but as long yeah. as they're you know on an equal plane. And it, they're in a very equal plane because that the second one did just about as well as the first one did when it was in the box office, which is not very good. So, but it's earned a cult following just the same as the first one. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, Under the Armors. Um, who else is in it? Um, oh, Jamie, you you said Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Oh no, actually, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention her next. Uh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis as uh, Linda Drysdale, who is um, Ransom uh, Chris Evans' uh, mother uh, in the film. And of course, she's always great. I mean, yeah. she always brings it, you know, everything that that she does. So, oh, and um, and then there's, um, well, uh, we mentioned Don Johnson. Don Johnson, yeah. That there was somebody that uh, you know he was playing uh, Richard Drysdale, Linda's husband. Uh, that was somebody else that I that I had not seen uh, mm. in a, in a little while. Oh yeah, you know, it's like everybody uh, probably knows him from you know miami vice you know that was really the the show that kind of made him a star and then later on nash bridges that was mm-hmm. actually a good show too 
Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. It was great to see him. I mean, it really is really good cast. Uh, Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we cannot, uh, and also Michael Shannon just so happens to be from Lexington, Kentucky. So. Oh, right, yeah, I'd forgotten uh, about that. And uh, so I, I just had to say that because, you know, when, when you're from Lexington, you have, to, you have to be like, oh, that person's from there. Oh, yeah, you got to um, represent because there's, there's, there's more of them now than there used to be. There's oh, yeah. More, or, or just from Kentucky uh, in general, because you yeah. have, uh, like you, Jennifer Lawrence, and yeah. uh, so they're they're starting to Kentucky is starting to be represented a lot more in uh, in the yeah. entertainment industry. And uh, oh, and we cannot forget the late and great Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, absolutely, yeah. Um, which, I mean, till the very end, he just was phenomenal in pretty much everything. Yeah, he he's uh, he's so great at. At playing, uh, you know, villainous characters as well as you know, just the like traditional family family man type. Of course, uh, you know, uh, he was in The Sound of Music, uh, and then, uh, but he but he did a lot of uh, he kind of did he he did a lot of uh, like sort of suspenseful thriller movies too uh oh yeah it was like like horror horror uh movies and and things like mm-hmm. that um yeah yeah he, he he did a lot um and um i mean he i believe he replaced uh uh what's his face in a movie called the color of, uh, was it the color of money is that the name or all the money in the world all the money in the world i can't remember the color of money is a different movie i think now, now, I, now I'm um, spaced out. And it was uh, a it was a movie that came out in like 2015, I think 2016, some somewhere around there. It has Mark Wahlberg in it, and uh, some someone out there has got to correct me on this because I, I I know the movie. I can see the trailer in my head, and I can see who it was that was. It was Kevin Spacey he replaced. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you guys, uh, you know, catch us in anything or or whatever, you know, if we we're having a brain fart, we can't remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's like there's so many things like bouncing around in our head, you know, because we've seen so many uh, movies and, and TV shows and stuff. It's like it's crazy. I mean, listen, uh, I got like 500 movies on my streaming list, so on my, on my voodoo. Oh so, gosh, yeah. I've, I've probably <laughs> seen. I guarantee you, I've seen. Uh, you know. In the thou- in the thousands of like yeah. movies and probably probably close to a thousand. Oh, I've no shows. doubt. Because um, I actually remember. I I am really surprised at how well I remembered all the movies that I watched from my childhood. Because I went on the Letterboxd and actually developed. I actually liked every single movie I could possibly remember, and every single movie that I could possibly remember, it's in the thousands, right yeah. there. So yeah, it's definitely. Um, I read something that uh, a person re, uh, watches a hundred thousand movies in a lifetime. I yeah, I could believe that. So um, for anyone that actually thinks, man, that's a lot. Nah, uh, it's not really all that lot. You can you, know? you can accumulate that a lot quicker than than you think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but one of the things that I really liked about uh, about this movie is is it kind of. Uh, there were kind of kind of some tropes there, uh, like your typical murder mystery tropes. The whole thing about you know you have this uh, you have this wealthy gentleman who uh, you know decided in his will to leave everything to his nurse instead of his his family because basically his his family is just a bunch of assholes. You know they, they <laughs> yeah. uh, they're 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 all just, you know, they all have their problems, and, but they're all just kind of in different ways. Uh, they're all sort of, uh, you know, shitty people. You know, they, they, uh, they're, they're they, either, in, like, they're entitled, you know, they, you yeah. know, you have the classic, like, uh, Tony Collette, uh, who uh, plays his, uh, is, it, is, his, is it his daughter or granddaughter? I think it's his daughter. Um, uh, it's uh, no. Um, I don't think because one of them, 
I'm, I'm trying to think. I think is it that that's uh, yeah, I think it was his daughter because I because because then she, because she had yeah because she had a daughter. She oh, had no, a daughter, no, no. and uh, she, he was she's not he the, was supporting her. She's the daughter-in-law through college. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah daughter that's right. Um, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was the classic thing of like you have a, you know, you have a spoiled uh, kid or or relative or whatever that just wants your money. They don't really care anything about about you, and uh, so that was sort of a, a, a classic trope with a mystery yeah. is like. You know, he leaves everything to the, the person that they would least expect. But they they did it. You know, they, they did this in such a way that it's it sort of, it was different than what you were used to seeing in a typical yeah. uh, murder mystery. So they, they took that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what may have normally been a cliche and figured out a way to do it uh, just a little bit differently. So I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. And... <clears throat> And the way that that uh, Ryan Johnson actually wrote it, man, he can write. He can really write. Like, um, and I'm kind of jealous because I don't know if I can write something like that. Because <laughs> oh, no, is... don't sell yourself short. Because I've read I've read a lot of your stuff, and <laughs> you know I think it's you know very creative. The thing with you is that you can't really put you in a box. You can mm. because you can write for so many different types of genres you can mm-hmm. do comedy you can do action you can do horror you can do uh suspense slash you know thriller so that's good i mean that's that's a good uh definitely a good quality to have uh as a writer so mm-hmm. well, i appreciate that yeah. um uh and well uh, the craziest thing is is like the level of thought that he put into this just the 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 way it would all play out and not only that he's not afraid to have funny moments either because there's some funny moments um uh just the just the dialogue from uh, i i love there's there's a donut like a donut (laughs) right yeah the donut thing like i couldn't even repeat that that dialogue now if i tried but it was so great it was like a it was like one of those classic comedy things where, you know, a character is, mm-hmm. he understands it in his head and he's trying to explain it to somebody else. And they're just kind of looking at him like, uh, <laughs> well, you're talking about, you know, the hole, the, there's a hole in the donut and that hole has another hole in it. And it's like, he's yeah. trying to explain his logic, you know, in, in, uh, figuring out, <laughs> you know, the answer to this mystery. But yeah, that was great. And I loved, uh, with uh, the the Ana de Armas character, Marta, I love how she throws up every time she lies. Wouldn't that be very useful that in real would, life? <laughs> that would be terrible. Like, <laughs> just imagine that. I mean, it's good for, I guess, for the other person because yeah. oh, uh, if they're trying to get the truth out of yeah. you, I mean, you can't get anything past them. I mean, you know, but th- th- it's a very unfortunate uh, side effect uh, of uh, of lying, but I just thought that was like so great that, and so everybody she, everybody knew uh, that you know that she was lying because it, I guess it just turned her stomach so much that she couldn't. She couldn't probably can't uh, do very good at getting birthday presents and and Christmas gifts. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like oh, I love it. <laughs> and just just. <laughs> just everybody would be everybody would be pissed. Uh, at her and be like, yeah, uh, yeah, but that, no, I thought that was a great, there's, so there's a lot of really fun moments like that, uh, in the movie, you know, some, yeah. some comedy along with the, uh, with, with the drama. It was a nice little mix there. And, um, I mean, oh, geez, it, it's, it's one of those things that's like, Daniel Craig really is having fun with this. Like I've, like um, even even on the sequel, Dave Batista was saying saying the exact same thing about him. Like he's having a whole lot of fun. He can tell, and it's so funny because um, I think we said this on the last uh, podcast, though that you or maybe it was the second. I, I I think we said it several times, maybe. But the audience can tell when you're actually having a lot of fun. Oh yeah, know? for sure. And 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 in turn, they will have fun. Um, and 
I you you. It's an interesting thing because uh, the he took the role of James Bond very seriously, um, and probably was for me anyway. He, you know, he was one of the best. Uh, I would mm-hmm. I would probably he, place him like maybe third behind, you know, Sean Connery and. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. I actually oh, yeah. liked Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, so I would put Daniel Craig probably third on that list as the best, uh, um, best James Bond. Yeah, it was definitely he's definitely in my top three as well. Um, I do like him a little bit more than Pierce Brosnan, so it's, so he's just edged yeah. there. But um, but yeah, he's definitely in my top three. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice to see him in in a very different sort of role, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, and someone who uh, again is. You know, very, uh, very likable and and very comedic, and and just to see him uh, having fun with that. So, I was really I was really happy to see that that he came back uh, for the sequel because I didn't know uh, you didn't know if he would. Uh, so let's actually well, let's get into that uh, talking about uh, the new movie uh, since that's perhaps a little bit. Uh, more uh, relevant mm, glass uh, onion glass yeah. onion yeah. yes which uh the the title comes from yeah uh, the well let's say the intended victim of the murder in in the new movie he he's a extremely wealthy uh and he has he has invented a what he thinks is going to revolutionize uh fuel you know, was it uh, was it hydrogen? There, there, there's hydrogen in there's there. Hydrogen yeah, in yeah, he's calling it uh, uh, clear with the K. Right. Yeah, and and so you know, he thinks this is going to once it catches on, you know, it, it's going to uh, to to make uh, you know f- you know fuel more econ- you know more economical, and uh, so anyway, he's very eccentric, and he has built this massive home, this complex. Uh, almost entirely out of glass, and like the main, the main house is this giant uh, glass onion, and uh, so it was it was really uh, really cool, really interesting to see all the way that all of that was was laid out. An interesting thing about the title of the movies, both movies. I don't know if you realize that they were both uh, named after a song. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I can't remember what the knives that one was, but it was a it was a uh, it was a some sort of song. But uh, um, Glass Onion, there's a, a lyric in the Beatles song. Um, um, what is it? Is it is it Strawberry Fields? Is that the one? No, no, no. Um, it, it's a Beatles song. Mm. Um, and uh, there's a line in there where uh, I think it's a John Lennon one where um, he mentions a glass onion. So that, that, that's that's where that came from was from that. And actually, that very song is actually the song that's used at the ending of the movie. Okay. Um, I'm not for sure if the song for Knives Out was the the one with the Knives Out lyric or not, but um, it definitely was for a Glass Onion. Yeah, th- this one uh, was another one that just had a stellar cast. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Daniel Craig is back as uh, Detective Benoit Blanc, and uh, and Edward Norton plays Miles Braun, the eccentric uh, millionaire and the inventor of Clear. Uh, was so great to see him uh, because I hadn't really seen him in much of anything uh lately I, I know you had said that he had mostly been doing wes anderson movies for mm-hmm. a while which are a little bit more like artsy kind yeah. of films as opposed to mainstream uh, but uh certainly great to see him you know i i think i i became a fan of of edward norton uh from playing bruce banner in uh the incredible hulk from uh 2008 mm-hmm. uh i think yeah, this is just my opinion, but behind the uh, the late Bill Bixby, of course, yeah, uh, and his portrayal of Banner was just masterful. But behind him, I think Edward Norton probably played that character 
the best. And, and it's such a shame that he didn't continue to play yeah. Banner in the Avengers movies. He was supposed to, but apparently it, he was... It would have been better, honestly. I mean, I love Mark Ruffalo and everything. Yeah, and but, he's great, too. Yeah. But um, honestly, I felt like um, Edward Norton was much more closer to... He was, he was very much a... Uh, like a thread between Bill Bixby's portrayal and the comic book version. Yeah, there was a nice a nice balance uh, there. Yeah. And, and, and I think even Lou Ferrigno even said that he reminded him of yeah. Bill Bixby. He definitely had that same sort of uh, quiet, uh, it, sort of that quiet spirit about him. And uh, so, yeah, that I thought he was he was you know terrific in that. And so, but it was great to see him in this movie, and uh, I thought he did a terrific job uh, with this character and, and playing out all those uh, eccentricities. Uh, a lot of a lot of other great uh, people in this. Uh, Kate Hudson uh, as Birdie J, uh, who's uh, you know a little <laughs> bit. She's a she's a little bit of a flake. You know, she's she's yeah. a, she's a little bit on the uh, uh, spacey. Bit, yeah, a little bit ditzy. Side. Uh, yeah, but uh, doesn't even doesn't even know what sweatshops are. Thought they were. Right. That was great. <laughs> she she her character uh, invented these sweatpants uh, called uh, Sweetie Pants, and I guess they like really swept uh, swept the market. And uh, and you know she's got she's on you know magazine covers and and everything. And uh, but that was so funny that like her assistant uh, who. Uh, just just to back up a little bit, the the whole thing with this movie is that uh, the the Miles Braun character invites uh, all of his friends to come to his home, his that's on this private island, and uh, he wants them to come to his a murder mystery party. You know, he's he's scripted this elaborate uh, mm-hmm. murder mystery where he is supposed to die, and they have to figure out who his uh, his killer is. But but <laughs> what he doesn't count on is that uh, one of his friends, uh, who has a twin sister, uh, one of his friends actually uh, gets murdered, and so her twin sister hires Benoit Blanc to find her sister's killer, and she believes that uh, she believes that Miles is involved in that, and so. Uh, she pretends to be her twin sister uh, to to go to this party, and then she invites uh, Benoit to come along and basically uh, solve you know the the mystery for. Her. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing about it is is that you know he sits everybody down. Uh, Miles sits everybody down to explain the the rules of of the game and everything. Yeah. And and Benoit just he just. He he solves it like he 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 solves it within minutes, you know, yeah. because it just before his, the murder even begins, right? Yeah. Like they, the game hasn't even started yet, and he just his keen powers of observation. He's like, oh well, you've got this. Uh, there's this crossbow over here, and and you know, uh, and you know, Birdie, uh, you know, is is an expert, you know, at, at, uh, at an expert shot or whatever, and she's lined this up perfectly, you know, with him, you know, to to kill him and so so he basically ruins uh the the murder mystery party but then everything takes takes a turn for the worse you know we uh we all figure that miles is going to he's going to really be killed uh but then there's a few twists and turns uh you know along the way you have um you have dave batista who's playing uh duke cody uh who ends up being poisoned uh, because uh, Miles slips him like he switches drinks yeah. with him, and, and, and it's not even real poison; it's just apple juice. It, it's uh, yeah. pineapple. Pineapple, yeah, pineapple yeah. juice. Pineapple because juice. Because he because he says earlier in the movie he's that allergic. he's allergic to pineapple, and so literally he just puts some pineapple juice in his drink and he falls over dead. You know what's an interesting thing about this movie too is is that is that. Um, Daniel Craig's uh, Benoit Blanc uh, actually states earlier in the movie, like they're they're discussing what their battle plan is, him and the twin. And he, he says, "Oh, um, yeah. Uh, what 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 was uh, Ed's 
Edward Norton's character's name was it Miles? Uh, Miles, yeah, Miles yeah. Braun, yeah. Um, and uh, he says that oh no no he's he's too intelligent to uh, go out and actually kill her himself, you know, uh, the the twin. No, he's actually stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we find yeah. that out yeah. later that he's not really as smart as uh, as he believes himself to be. Uh, yeah. there, there's a flashback in the movie where he even uh, says he, in that flashback, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. And all of his friends are gathered there and he talks about how he wants to be, uh, he wants his name to be remembered in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. Like he has that, you know, he's that egocentric that he, he wants to be, uh, famous and wants to be remembered, you know, for all time. And, you know, he thinks that this, invention is going to do it and and then his friends discovered that his home the or the glass onion that the whole space is actually powered by clear but what we discover later is that it's actually highly dangerous uh and it's basically just a big fireball uh waiting to happen uh which ultimately is what happens at the end of the film his his home gets blown up uh and you know and now he realizes that he's got nothing he's got nothing left he's got nothing left to show for all of this work uh all of his money he actually he actually owned the the mona lisa thing uh he actually has the mona lisa uh in his home he we discover that that there was due to the pandemic uh, people were just not going to museums and everything as much as they used to. They were losing money, and so supposedly they sold him the Mona Lisa, and he's got it. He's got it protected under this uh, shield that oh, like, was, he, that's he, supposed he, to be like yeah. it's, it's like anytime anything if if uh, if there's a fire mm. or anything like that, the shield goes up and it's supposed to protect the painting so that he doesn't yeah. because that's basically like an investment for him. I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, back to the I'll I'll, I'll uh, connect it to the second one as well. But in the first one, there's a picture of a, a painting of Christopher Plummer's character, right? Oh I, yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but the facial expression on that painting changes as the movie goes on. I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, as the movie goes on, um, you know, at one point it's like very, you know deadpan and then yeah. and then very, you know kind of I, I believe there's one where he's like kind of upset maybe um but at near the end he's kind of smiling yeah. yeah and uh interesting thing i don't know if you noticed this too but when uh, they she reaches out for that uh, that little statue that little clown statue mm-hmm. thing the facial expression on that changes too it, it went from like just a plain Oh, I did. I did see that. I did mm-hmm. see that. Like the mm-hmm. the statue kind of changes to like yeah. a, you know, <laughs> like a like <laughs> like an expression of of surprise. Of yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. So that that was the exact same. It was like, yeah. But yeah, that. Uh, but that's funny about the painting because because they talked about the Mona Lisa and how there was a. Uh, oh yeah, you can that correlate suppo- those. That supposedly, because of the way that it was painted, mm-hmm. that you can you can look at it from different angles and supposedly the expression changes. So it's funny that the painting of, of, uh, Walter Thromby is the one that actually changes, uh, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a nice little nod, a nice little link uh, yeah. between the two movies there too. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was just, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the second one a lot more than the first one. I think the first one was a yeah. little bit, the pacing was a little slow. It kind of dragged on mm-hmm. a little bit. But uh, the second one was just fun. It was just yeah. enjoyable to watch. And, and the interesting thing about whodunit movies, if they're too serious, I find them not rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, because you already know, because the excitement of watching a whodunit movie is f- trying to figure out, you know, who... You know who done it? Yeah, and uh, that's why they call them who done it. You know, people are trying to solve the mystery along with it. You know, um, 
it, it's kind of like its own little mystery party thing, you know? Um, and the, um, trying to think. <laughs> the basic thing is, is that these movies, uh, this is what I was getting at. These movies is, um, they are entertaining to watch on repeat. Um, because it's not just the who done it, but there's humor throughout them, especially in that second one. Yeah. Um, cause he went, cause he went and he did, uh, see what was, uh, really, that really resonated with the first one, which was the humor of it all, the eccentricities mm-hmm. of all these people. And then he amped it up for the sequel. And it, it is a phenomenal creative endeavor. Like, uh, just the way that the world is crafted in such a, and, and another thing, this is an, this is like one of the first movies that I can even recall that has ever even mentioned the real life COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. There's a few that have, have kind of made uh, mention of it or have maybe incorporated it into the plot yeah. somehow with yeah. you know, characters wearing masks and, and things like that. And then, then that's, that's, but there hasn't been a lot. No, it's, it's kind of been like people trying to forget that that actually happened, which is probably not a good thing. Or it's just mentioned casually Mm -hmm. just as a passing thing, a passing comment. And I guess they kind of did do that uh, after a while too, with this movie too. Like it was only in like the first few minutes there and then, and then, Oh, you're good. You don't need it. Uh, Because he has some sort of cure. Mm. What was What was that? Where where is that? Yeah, it's like where is that? You know, where yeah. was that cure at? Because it seems like, it seems like that would have been an even more profitable yeah. thing to want to release to the world than this alternative fuel source. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, um, but very uh, both both very fun movies. Uh, I would I would highly recommend them uh, to anybody. So. Uh, you know, be sure to uh, to check both of those out. Uh, now, the first one, um, the first one is available, I think, on the majority of the yeah. streaming services. Uh, but uh, the second one uh, was a, a exclusive a Netflix to Netflix exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so definitely uh, be sure to to check both of those out. Uh, but uh, it looks like we are just about out of time for today. Uh, but uh, before we go, as always, just want to remind all of you about our Patreon page. Uh, be sure to go and check that out. Uh, we could really use your help and your support to make this a better podcast. Uh, every dollar you donate uh, goes towards things like uh, production costs, uh, getting better equipment, uh, and, and hopefully being able to get a, a permanent studio space. And uh, and you guys can uh, you guys can be a tremendous uh, help in that regard. Uh, we have uh, some pretty cool benefits on there as well. Uh, we have memberships uh, as low as five dollars, uh, going up to a hundred dollars per month. Uh, so be sure to go on there and take a look at all those. See if there's anything on there that interests you. Uh, but you know, we, we want to take this thing to the next level. You know, we want to be, uh, the, the best that we can possibly be. And we want to, to be able to entertain you guys and, and, uh, and, and keep you coming back uh, week after week. Uh, so, you know, uh, if we can get lucky enough to, uh, get, uh, get some sponsorship opportunities and things like that, uh, then, then we can, uh, we can, you know, do all kinds of things, you know, we can, we can, we can look fancy, you know? Uh, so, uh, so be sure to, to check out that Patreon page and, uh, and see if there's uh, anything on there that, uh, catches your attention and, and, um, and just, you know, just give what you can, you know, every, every little bit helps. Uh, so, um, what, uh, next week, uh, we hadn't we hadn't really talked about we uh, next no. week. Um, what, uh, what do we want to What do we want to talk about uh, next week? Normally we have this planned 
uh, yeah, in advance. Kind of, kind of skipped on that. Um, uh, I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking? You know, I, I'm very much enthralled by this movie. Uh, it's, um, it's been on my mind a while, and I was going to do a review on it um, uh, to hold on to. Uh, uh, oh right, yeah, to keep yeah. the podcast going because we but, had that scheduling just, conflict there. It just never happened. So I thought, I'm thinking, why not? Because I am very curious on what your thoughts would be over it too, because it seems very relevant on what we want to accomplish yeah. ourselves. Uh, so uh, I think I, you know which movie I'm thinking of. Uh, if not, then I'll go ahead and say uh, the Fablemans. Oh right, yeah. yeah, you did mention that. That's uh, a movie that you said it's supposed to be. It's semi autobiographical on Steven Spielberg's yes. life. Um, it is semi autobiographical, um, and I'm wondering what is exactly false in that because the only thing I've so far found out is just the names being switched mm-hmm. around. I'm sure there's some sort of little, you know, changes there. I mean, there'd have to be. It's a film. You'd have to do something yeah. to change it. But, um, yeah, yeah, The Fablemans, um, you know, uh, partly inspired by Steven Spielberg's own coming-of-age story. Yeah, well, there you go. So next week's episode, we will be talking about uh, The Fablemans. So be sure to check that movie out. Uh, and, uh, and again, uh, feel free to join in on the discussion. You know, send us your, your comments, questions, whatever, and we'll try to take a look at that. And, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll have a good time. So, but, uh, that is all the time we have for today. But, uh, in the meantime, uh, we hope you guys are staying safe out there and, uh, more importantly, as always be good to yourselves and we'll see you next week. You dipstick.